HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Copper and Kings, pure copper pot distilled American brandy aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels. For more information, visit copperandkings.com. I'm Greg Blaze, host of Cutting the Curd. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. The Speakeasy is produced by Heritage Radio Network, a non-profit, member-supported radio station devoted to all things food and drinks. Help keep HRN alive by becoming a member today. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart to donate and do it before I finish this drink and I'll buy you a new one. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. <laughs> and I'm Southern Teague. And we are, we survived. We survived the we week of survived Tales of the Cocktail. Tales of the Cocktail. Oh my God. How many has this been for you, Southern? Uh, I'm going to say this was at number eight in nine years. I missed one. Wow. I think this is number seven for me. Got me beat. Uh, I used I to live say, there. I wouldn't say you win. <laughs> right. Well, I used to live in New Orleans, so it's always great for me to go back and see old friends and do stuff like that. Just eat all the, the fried seafood in the world. Coop's place. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Coop's. Yeah. Well, okay, so all three of us in the studio today totally survived. I'm glad that we did <laughs> so we can have the show today. Uh, today in the studio is uh, one of my buddies, uh, one of our buddies, uh, yeah. and uh, we got to work together at Extra Fancy for a while. That yes, was did. That yeah, was uh, did. a lot of fun. It and uh, since then, you've, uh, you and your brother Michael uh, have opened up the Holiday Cocktail Lounge and revived that place on St. Mark's. Welcome to the show, Danny and F. Hi, guys. How's hey, it? buddy. Welcome, dude. You survive. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling all right, man. I'm a little, uh, little exhausted. We had a 22 hour trip home, so that was because uh, you were on that bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we had a we did the tour bus with with Brooklyn Gin and the Gin Invasion tour, um, but then afterwards we took our flight back and we got stuck in Norfolk for about three hours, and there was like there was like 18 of us that were oh, stuck because of crazy weather. Because was... of crazy weather, yeah. yeah. I mean, everything everything in New York was shut down, so. Yep. Um, Push back another, I want to say about five hours we were there. Um, we ended up taking a bus back from Norfolk to New York. To New York. So I got home. I got, like, I stepped on my, <laughs> you, I, I opened my door at like 11 o'clock. You, you went to New Orleans on a bus, you, you ended up coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's amazing, man. There, there was also, like, 
a lot of delays and like cancellations too. Like I, I heard like this buzz going around the the airports that they just didn't have enough crew members. Apparently, like a bunch of different airlines that, like laid off a bunch of their flight crews. Yeah, American. Uh, I think it was American Airlines that also had trouble with their. Uh I don't know something with their system that was just blowing everything up. I know a friend of mine, Drew Record, was stuck in he was stuck in San Francisco for a long time before he could actually make it out to Tails originally. Wow, ouch, dude. Yeah, it was it was pretty brutal, man. There and back, but you know what? We survived. We, we all made, it. We, made we all, it. we all made it. We made the best of it. Exactly. I'm sure the bus ride back was was a party on wheels, right? Uh, I mean, it was a sleeping party on wheels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the slumber that's party. Thing, you know? Hey, still a party. Still a party. Yep. <laughs> so, man, so how long has the modern iteration of Holiday Cocktail Lounge been around? So um, the modern iteration opened March 9th of 2014. Um, my brother and I. Uh, Got onto the job in November. Um, saw the building with Barbara Sibley and Rob Ehrlich, um, owner and creative director. Um, Rob being the owner, Barbara being the creative director. She's also the owner of Lapa Lapa Next Door. Um, Mexican. Yeah, amazing, amazing authentic Mexican food. Um, and I don't know. We saw the spot. And we thought it was. We thought it was beautiful. I mean, and we all clicked. You know, we had a great time together, and we worked really hard together to make sure that not only the building is safe, uh, itself was safe because it was closed for three years for renovations of of the building. You know, the it's building like structural had a lot of structural damage, like a bunch of structural damage. So it took I mean, a lot of work. It's old, right? How yeah. old is the building? Yeah, the building is uh, I want to say 1865, but from my knowledge, it's been a bar since 1919 right. on on. So it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. So it became a bar that. At the beginning of Prohibition. Yeah, it came to the bar, beginning of Prohibition, and then it was a speakeasy during Prohibition. And we got the 50th liquor license um, once Prohibition was done. And That's, you still have that double-digit liquor license. Yeah. I think mine is like nine digits long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's still have, we still have that double-digit. That's amazing. So. And downstairs, there's a tunnel, right? Yeah, downstairs is the From tunnel that used to lead to William Barnacles across the street, which um, was kind of like a getaway if if anyone Jeez could it. get a sting. Um, <laughs> once... Once all the renovations started happening throughout the course of history, it became a coal chute. So, and then now it's just, it's still there, but it would just go up to the street. So, still That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Very still cool. Still awesome. So, so, talk about like what is Holiday Cocktail Lounge now? What's the ethos for the listeners? I mean, Damon and I, um, Damon and I have been there once, I think. Have you been there? I don't remember. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> neither, neither do I. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I think I was actually there last night. At the at the end of <laughs> the think? thing, I, 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 I know I was. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, when we started working on on everything for holiday, um, and I can't speak for the rest of us, but for, I know I know for myself personally, when we had our first opening and we had all these people asking us, you know, what are you going for? What what's your what's your thought process of what this bar is going to be? What's the vibe like? You know, um, and after all of those questions, I looked at. I looked at my brother and I looked at Barbara and I looked at Rob and I said, why can't we just be a bar? You know, like, why can't we just be something that we've all wanted and keep it vague that way? I mean, we do have an awesome cocktail program. We do have an amazing food program. Um, and we love executing all that. And we love the... We love the nerdums behind it. Like, if anybody would walk behind that bar and look at the well and be like, wow, this is pretty efficient. You know, for the amount of space that we have, it's a very yeah. efficient bar. Um, but I'm, I don't want to showcase that. You know, I just want it. It showcases itself when we're behind it and we're running, you know. Um, and I just wanted 
for me personally, I wanted it to be fun. I wanted it to be a place <laughs> mission where all accomplished. My, <laughs> I wanted, then this is another mission accomplished. I wanted it to be a place where all my friends can go, you know, and, and, and relax. And you two are a perfect example of that, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, I, I find myself there quite often. Yeah. You're just for four sure. blocks away from a Mori Margo, <laughs> a mere 10 blocks away from my apartment. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a place that, that we go. And that's, that's kind of become the hallmark of Holiday Cocktail Lounge, right? It's, it's, it's where the industry goes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like to think so, you know. Um, I mean, countless times I've been behind the bar and had the whole room just filled with friends, you know. On a Sunday, that's not too bad. Right. You know, it's a good way to spend a Sunday. I think that there's a lot of the, the vibes from – a lot of that vibe from Extra Fancy has definitely flowed over to, like, the Holiday Cocktail Lounge. Because, you know, at any given time at Extra Fancy – where we had to work together. Yeah. Uh, you look around the room, it doesn't matter what time of day it is, there's, there's, there's going to be group. people you know. Yep. You know, especially late night. Yeah. Which and, is amazing. I'm envious of that, of, of frankly, both of your bars. I've, every time I've been to Grand Army, I've seen some faces I know as well. Well, it doesn't happen as sell, much at a Mori yeah, Margo. I wouldn't sell yourself that way. That's that's entirely not true. I think you're lying to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is documented. Man. I rarely yeah. look around the room and see. A dozen. I look around and I see one, maybe two. Well, you only have well, like I mean, a dozen seats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, all right. Eight, right? Oh, fine. I, well, technically zero, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't talk about that, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, so talk about the phenomenon of Holiday Cocktail Lounge traveling all over the country. And you've been out of country now. Out of, uh, out of country. Yeah, we are traveling the did, world. We did London. We did, uh, we did Antigua. Um, did you Puerto Rico as well? Yeah, yeah, we did Puerto Rico. So, so um, how is that? If you if you're telling us that you've opened a bar mm-hmm. in in sort of the, the most sort of basic terms of like a great place to go and gather and hang out and have a good drink, how has it gotten so popular that it has to, to jump all over the world and show itself off? One of the things that one of the things that Rob wanted out of this, and you know, he just he wanted he wanted a statement. He wanted a statement bar, and which. Michael and I were fully on board with and in doing so like Michael had come up with the idea it's like well let's go like let's go out and like let's show people what we do because what we do it isn't just behind that bar we can do it behind any bar as long as we have the idea of what holiday is behind it you know so and it's really unique now seeing I don't even know how many times I've done it um to be honest, but going behind a bar and looking at it for, you know, a half an hour before our shift and figuring out what cocktails we're going to do. And some of them were just bespoking. Some of, some of those we did one in, we did one in Chicago at Celeste. Thank you, Arthur Hiraki for like helping me put all that together. Love that guy. I love that guy. Um, you know, we were just like, we're just going to wing it, you know, and, and Brooklyn gin was love those guys to death. They brought us out and, and we all just threw a party together. And it's now more so just what the idea of holiday is as opposed to what just we are as a bar. Because what we are as a bar, you're only going to get in one place. But what our idea is, we can showcase that around the United States or around around the world if need be. You know, because and it's, that's it's always, who we are as bartenders. It's always really well received, right? You guys get crushed at these things. Yeah. Some, you know, People show yeah, up. Some, some of them are like, yeah, it's, it's frightening, you know. <laughs> Um, but it's always just a great time. It's always a great time. Um, and the, well, a great example was, was what we did, uh, what we did at tails, 
you know, we didn't want to do anything unsanctioned, but we wanted to, have, you know, we wanted to kind of show that we were around. So we did a post on Facebook just saying, hey, we're going to be at Alibi at 11.30 tonight. We're not going to be behind the bar. We're just going to take over the jukebox. And we want you guys to come. That's amazing, man. And there was like there was like 200 people there. Yeah, and, well, and, so you took over the jukebox, meaning you were playing a bunch of music and singing along. Yeah, because it was the best. It was maybe, the best twenty five dollars I've ever spent. Right? It maybe, really was. Maybe, maybe again, the listener doesn't know, but Holiday Cocktail Lounge is famous for the sing along. We're we're known for we're known for a sing along or two, you know. <laughs> um, but it's it was it was my brother and I. And I mean, not just my brother and I, I mean, it was, it was everybody, but, um, you know, even Matt Eisenman was standing up on a bar stool, just, you know, Chris Louder. I mean, all of us just standing on a bar stool, screaming our hearts out to these songs that, you know, are memories of our childhood or memories of just a time that we got to let go and we don't get to do that very much anymore. And yeah, I mean, I get to do it more so than probably anybody in this room. <laughs> You know, blasting nineties punk rock, just blasting nineties, <laughs> like not even nineties punk rock, like, alt rock, yeah, whatever. anything, anything you want, um, and just enjoying enjoying that moment because we don't get to do that very often anymore. That's true, man. You know, yeah, and it's it's it would be very hard to do that in a place that didn't feel so. I mean, I don't want to say it's divey, but it was a dive bar for a long yeah, time. For a long but time. But you guys, like, cleaned it up, and it's nice. So, like, you can go and have, like, a proper cocktail, but you can also, like, crack some cans of beer. Yeah, exactly. Smash them on your forehead. And, yeah. And a, a beer? Sing Blink-182 songs. A, a beer and a shot? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Can we have a beer and a shot? We, we can have a beer and a shot, what, actually. What did you bring for us? Uh, I brought over um, Amaro Montenegro, which is was one of my favorite Amaros. Delicious light. I mean, just a touch sweet, but not overwhelming uh and I very do familiar a 50 50 with that with uh old overholt so and i also gotta give credit to jimmy palumbo for that because you know we started that the fancy days cheers guys gentlemen cheers, cheers. yeah so 50 50 of old overholt rye whiskey my favorite rye whiskey mm-hmm. and tomorrow montenegro one of my favorite tomorrow which old overholt is actually how we really connected <laughs> that's true yeah way back in the day that's right i still have i think an ounce for you of that bottle that you never got thank older. god now I've also got several other bottles. You're behind the times. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Maybe a holiday I mean, cocktail lounge whiskey I, flight tasting is I, in our future. I think that's a good idea. Something. I mean, I started bar back in 27, so I think I've been behind the times ever since I started in this business. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing all right with catching up. Actually, uh, so I was at um, at Southern, at your seminar with Mar- uh, Mar- Montenegro, yeah. mm-hmm. which is really cool. Thank you. In New Orleans, here at Tales, uh, or there at Tales, and... Uh, I was there with uh, uh, Jacob Cheddar. Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, Montenegro and barbacking, his little brother. Yeah. Heath, mild uh, Cheddar. Yeah, Mild Cheddar. <laughs> sharp Cheddar, Mild Cheddar. It's actually a barback at Holiday, which I yeah. think is awesome. There's mild and sharp. I mean, it depends on when you catch them. <laughs> um, um, are you uh, instilling in him some of the stuff you've learned over the years? Yeah. I mean, are you teaching I, him a lot of I, like I've music been, that he probably never listened to before? <laughs> He actually, he, he's going to be turning 21 on August 28th, which is my father's birthday. My father is 45 years older than, than Mild Cheddar. Mild Cheddar. Um, yeah. Heath is his actual name. Yeah. Um, you know, he's awesome kid, willing to learn, um, but had never been in the industry whatsoever. And uh, when I was looking for a bar back, Jacob messaged me and told me, he's like, my brother's here. You know, I, I'm going to put my name on him. I really think he's going to be doing a good job. 
and he has, uh, especially especially within the past few months, he's really stepped up to try and figure out how the back works, like how we function because we don't function, especially with the the careers like the career bars that I've been working at, uh, don't function without that half. You know, it's really difficult. Of course. Um, and we all know that. And we should give credit where credit is due because they're, without without them, there we're nothing. Right. You know. Um, and he's really been he's really been pushing to work on that and figure out how all that works. He's got so, some great mentorship over there. You got Christian, who's like yeah, in, yeah, indomitable barback. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we Christian Christian was man back in the day when he was my he was my food runner and I was a barback at Ward Three, uh, and back in back in those days was I mean four deep of of people like I want a cocktail that's going to remind me of the. The Christmas that I had with my grandmother in 1988, the year before she died, or the year after she died. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know you. I don't know your grandmother. Uh, yeah. here's, here's some eggnog. That's a little, that's a little esoteric. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's but that's how, that's how it was back then. You know? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at... Hey, we wouldn't be where we are if we didn't go through yeah, those exactly, days. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sure. You know, I mean, and don't get me wrong, more than happy to do that. If yeah. you guys ever need that holiday, it's fine. Um... <laughs> So that's interesting to, to talk about how Mild Cheddar is so young coming into the game, and you just mentioned that you were 27 when you started yeah. barbacking. 27. How, you, how old are you now? 33. All right, so pretty short amount of time in the game to be where you're at, which is which is fucking great. Uh, I, it, and now you're touring around with your bar, doing these pop-ups and sing-alongs and takeovers, and and you're also going to be teaching, right? Yeah, I'm going to be teaching a, teaching a shaking class at Bar Methods with uh, with you, if I remember right as uh, well. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to you teach... Know, I you're going to be stirring up a little I'm going to teach one stirring, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, there's two uh, halves to my class. going to be clockwise and then counterclockwise. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's great. I, I'm, I'm all about that. I'm teaching stirring. You're going to do the rimmer of the main cocktail so you can go counterclockwise? Indeed. That's right. Um... <laughs> I'm just gonna but how do you feel? About, like, how do you feel about that? Clocks. Like, do you, do you feel like you're like, you're not like meteoric rise? I guess like there are guys that have gone faster. Chris Louder, um, <laughs> <laughs> love uh, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, that's a pretty fast rise in a market that's very competitive. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. In my eyes, you know, um, I just wanted to have fun behind a bar with a lot of people and, and be around with my friends and learn efficiency. You know, uh, Vince Favela and Wes Boucher, I mean, and Cliff well, Travers and Abel Rodriguez. And, I mean, you know, and my brother, Michael Neff. And, and you know, they taught me a lot of different things, you know, and they're all super weathered in the industry, you know. Um, been around it a long time. So I had, I had a lot of great mentors uh, in the beginning of my career that taught me to not just have my own thing but but whenever i went into a new one i mean you know i don't know shit whenever i get a new job you know that's it beginner mind yeah beginner mind always because at the end of it when you start doing your own things and you start you know my first my first consulting gig that i ever got was the bar room uh on 60th between park and lex and i was able to actually show kids that were shaking manhattans and old fashions and they were sharing one boston shaker on a forty foot, a thirty five foot long bar, you know wow. how to. It was just like okay, let's all calm down for a second, yeah, and like let's Everybody stop what you're doing. Let's look at what's <laughs> going on here. You know, if you if you're making, you know, four daiquiris, 
you don't need to fill up your Boston tin twice. Why don't you just find another set of tools? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, there's a start. Oh, yeah. Man, that's, that's the, the right wild. equipment to do the job is very, very important. Yeah. But, I mean, I can never, I can never have enough thanks for the mentors who actually brought me on beforehand. And, uh, and they were always learning. Yeah. yeah always absolutely. learning. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember, I remember when I started, I started in Oklahoma City and I only had like one, one real mentor, basically. And it was it, it, like the rest of it was like reading books and mm-hmm. like just, and there wasn't a lot of information in those books as we know, you know, like when you're reading like a hundred year old cocktail book, it doesn't tell you a lot of times what glassware or garnish or mm-hmm. uh, like what you're supposed to do with the, the booze and the sky, like, you know, someone's like pony measurement might be different from the others, you know, like yeah. a wine glass of rye whiskey or like, what the fuck does that mean? You know? <laughs> right. It's like, so like <laughs> the modern day wine glass, eight ounces of rye whiskey in my, in my, <laughs> in my, in my, in my Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't even fit in the glass. But one of my, one of my favorite <laughs> memories was, uh, the first day that I worked with Vince at War three on a Monday and Vince Favela, Vince Favela, uh, love that guy. Op- opening up Alamo draft house. Amazing. You know, cannot wait. Yeah, I know. I can't wait get him on the show. Yeah, for sure. Holy shit. He's he's a he's a genius. It's frightening. Um, but you know, so I'd been there two months, and so like I'm trying to show him around and show him everything, and like show him all the new stuff that I learned because I'm the you know, I'm just like I just got here. I'm really excited about this, and he like just stopped me for a second. He was just, you know, because it was uh, I don't remember what it was. It was I think it was I think it was something embarrassing, like like uh, pouring out of a speed pour. <laughs> like I really think it was that. And he was just like, hold on. You know, this is why this happens. This is how this occurs. And I was like, okay. And so we got to talking and I started talking about another probably embarrassing thing of like, a, I wanted to make like a banana cream pie cocktail. Yeah. And he was just like, yum. Yeah. And so he, he was like, well, what are your thoughts on it? And so I started talking about it a little bit and he was just like, wait a second. Why are you thinking about all these outside ingredients whenever you think you have is right behind you? You know, and so when we got to talking about that, we closed that bar and we stayed there for I don't know how long, like a very, very long time. And he was like, You want banana? And he just pulls out, like, grabs the Yamazaki real quick and pours us a little bit of the taste. And he was like, Taste the banana on that. You know, and that's when my eyes really opened. I was just like, Whoa. Right. All these things. I have no idea what's going on here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All these things already exist. Yeah. You don't have to go and. A shot glass of 99 bananas with whipped cream on top, and then like maybe brulee. <laughs> oh, whip, whipped cream vodka on top. Mm, <laughs> pinnacle. <laughs> what don't they do? What can't they do? Uh, anything good? Um, <laughs> hey, and the show is sponsored today by Pinnacle Vodkas. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, this is a, a the approach that's uh, that we take at Amori Margo uh, as well. You know, we don't have anything house made. One hundred percent, everything comes out of a bottle, yeah. and yet we still reproduce flavors that that seemingly we don't have. Yeah, very all, familiar all, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is delicious, by the way. I'm mm-hmm. sipping on this. Are you Are you joining us, Damon? I know I you. Uh, I know you decided to take a little. Yeah, I have some semi <laughs> semi totaling break after. Um, hey, man, it's it's all restorative, you know. Like of the, course. you've got the the Montenegro, which is, you know, an amaro, which you know, it's a medicinal liqueur. Absolutely. And uh, also, I do believe that uh, I've seen a bunch of uh, old rye bottles that uh, you know during <laughs> prohibition that say that 
It's for medicinal use only. That's right. right. Yes. Right. Old overhaul specifically. Was, so I'm just taking medicine. I'm just yeah. taking a nip. Just a little. Taking a nip of my medicine, you know. That's it. <laughs> just a little medicine uh, to fix us after New Monty. Orleans. Also, it's it's kind of like the the ultimate DJ Steve after like a week of of having po' boys and oh, like gosh. beans and rice and. Man, okay, so let's talk about that. Let's what, talk about New Orleans. What, let's talk about New Orleans, man. <laughs> what, was your, what was your favorite meal in New Orleans this week? So, this week? I, I give you a couple of things that I do. Um, best drink and best meal. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to give you my, my best drink is the same drink every year. Um, I mentioned to you that I lived there before. I mentioned to you that I've been down for eight out of nine uh, tales. Upon arrival, I go directly to Arnaud's French 75. If I'm a lucky man, Chris Hanna is behind the bar. Damn right. Uh, I ordered the namesake cocktail, the French 75, and the pomme souffle, uh, which, for those of, who, of you who don't know, it's not, it's not a souffle. Pomme souffle are potatoes that are cut in such a way that when they fry them, they puff up, um, and they serve them with warm Bernays sauce for dipping. Mm. It sets me right for the that city of the world. It is, it is the first thing I do when I <laughs> arrive every single time I go. If you follow my Twitter feed at Creative Drunk, you'll see the photo of Chris Hanna, the French 75, and the pomme souffle. <laughs> we went to Camp Brownwood together. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's amazing, dude. That guy's... 2000, 2014. Yeah, that guy is awesome. So that was my favorite drink. It always is. It, again, it just sort of sets my clock for being there. Um, then I had the great pleasure of going to Cochon, not once but twice while I was there, um, which is lucky. Um, those roasted oysters are, like, tops in my book. Um, but the second time I went was the best because I was at a table of eight. Um, uh, and we sat down and we decided... After looking at the menu for a few minutes and, and having a round of uh, actually Montenegro to start the table, we just decided to order the entire menu. Like, there were eight of us. The menu priced out to something like 500 and change. I know that's pretty opulent, but we live a life of luxury. We're on vacation. So we decided just to order the whole menu. The guy comes over and says, we say, we'll take the whole menu. He goes, well, there's a couple things that are, you know, just a few pieces. So you want to get two orders of this and two orders of that. But then they just flooded the table with every item mm-hmm. on the menu. Amazing. Amazing. That's- that's great. What about you, Danny? Uh, you know, I had a I had a beautiful dinner uh, at Canaan Table with uh, the Maison Ferrand crew. Um, Coops, obviously. Man, that place. I want to touch on that for one second. When I lived in New Orleans, my roommate worked there, and it was just a joint, man. That's just where we went and hung out, and like you know, the kitchen's separated by a little courtyard, and mm-hmm. sometimes your food comes out with, with raindrops on the side of the plate because they have to quickly zip through the courtyard to bring your plate <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. out, which actually happened to me while I was there for lunch this time around. But it was just a joint. And now I tried to go to Coops. I tried to take my buddy to Coops. Max, I took, he was down there for first in New Orleans, well, first tails. Well, you tales. for that. And I, I, I was like, what the fuck? There's like a 40-minute wait, a line of 25 people standing outside of Coops. Like, when I lived there, it was just a joint. Mm-hmm. And now it's, and still, amazing. The food was amazing then. The food's amazing now. It's worth the wait. I'm just complaining a little. But uh, if I... if I, I can't I, complain too much. I want them to be successful. Yeah. If I have to admit, it would be... Uh, it would be the, the pool boys at Parasols. Uh, oh, my God. Parasol. Amazing. <clears throat> yeah. I have to thank Brittany Leach for that. I mean, we were out just before I had to go work an event, and she's like, no, we're going to go. It was before bartender breakfast. She's like, we got to go to this, this stuff. I mean, it's... Like, the food is just incredible. And so we went there, and they had a, they call it an Irish Sunday. <laughs> what's, a, what's an Irish Sunday? An Irish Sunday, it was a potato salad, like, smothered in gravy. Oh, it was just yes. like, oh, my God. <laughs> Life has changed so much. That's awesome. In this Did place. it have sprinkles? Just, 
No. Like I would, bacon. I mean, the, like bacon. <laughs> Frank, bacon sprinkles. You know. Corned beef. And they had a jukebox that I just kept taking over, but like it was like more like, all right, well, I mean, I want to hear Tom Waits right now. So the guy who just put on Offspring, I'm just going to put this first. And I'm just going to play a couple more just to <laughs> fuck with them. <laughs> just so he can be irritated. Oh, man. Um, awesome. I mean, the memories of, of, of the few dinners that I had with a lot of my friends and my girlfriend and, and you know, those were, those were like the specific points of, of tales that I was just like, I can't really get out of this industry ever. Yeah. I mean, you go know? down for networking connections and things like that. What, uh, how about you, Damon? Do you have a great meal, a great cocktail? Man, I sure did. Um, you know, I work, I work with Brooklyn gin. Um, oh yeah. That gin dinner was incredible. Dude. I, I got to go to all three of the dinners at the, the Brooklyn gin house. And, uh, we had this incredible chef from LA uh, Jason Lillilove. Uh he yeah, just Chef Jason was awesome. He was incredible, man. He made first of all, he's a super, super nice dude. Which loves Prince. Loves Prince. Liz man. Was, he was princing it he was out. Prince it out in that there. kitchen the entire time. Yeah. Amazing. But he made this incredible spread. He made way too much food, which is never a bad idea. Um not in that town. But not in that town, for sure. And uh that was that was great. Uh drinks uh, actually Two other dining experiences were both shared with the guys from Bull in China. Uh, also great guys. Great, great dudes. Great dudes. Daniel and Luke. uh, and Lucas. Yeah. Uh, the man, I got to hang out with them a lot. Uh, it was awesome. We we went to uh, Willie's and we ordered just like, uh, there was about six of us actually, just ordered like three giant, like, like I think they were like 28-piece chicken boxes. Oh, from Willie Mays? Yeah. Oh, amazing. And so we we got one giant like suicide like bong. <laughs> we got one of those, and we looked at it for a while. and We're like, nah, I'm not gonna drink that. But we had a ton of beers and just a bunch of fried chicken, no sides, just oh, yeah. primal as fuck. And uh, and then Saturday we went to uh, me and my business partner, one of my business partners, Daniel Krieger, the photographer. Uh, he introduced me to Isaac and Amanda Toops, who own Toops Meadery. Oh yeah, hell yeah! And, uh, I wanted to go there this time. I didn't get a chance. Oh man. We went there on Saturday night and just, we ordered, what we didn't order, we ordered a bunch of stuff off the menu, and what we didn't order, Isaac sent us, and a big thanks to Isaac Toops for, and it was great to see Chef on the line, but we uh, we just drank a bunch of rosé and ate all the meat. Um, and then, I guess my other favorite drink was the uh, the frozen Pimm's Cup from St. Charles. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, anytime <laughs> you can get your hands on a frozen drink in New Orleans. That's true. Especially in July, I mean, you know, there's all the Aaron Rose, <laughs> like the frozen, Aaron Rose cocktail. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Aaron Rose uh, coffee, uh, frozen coffee. That's I don't do coffee. Though. Frozen Irish coffee. I can't do it. I don't either. But I, I don't think there's actually coffee in that drink. So, but I swing over there because that's yeah. where everybody's at. Yeah, and I love the High Life ponies that they have. They're frosty, fucking cold. Oh yeah. So you get a little pony of High Life that's just icy. Yeah. You know what's awesome? And you just and get another one, and then I think I can even remember. I think they're a dollar seventy-five. You can go. You they're can not go even to, two bucks. You can go to Barrel Proof in New Orleans, uh, Thomas Thompson's place. Thomas, yeah, and you can get uh, a hip of a hip of old granddad and a six pack of ponies for twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's that was like the last stop I had before bartender breakfast. <laughs> with, with like, <laughs> me and Trevor Fry and Brittany Leach and just, like, a, a group of us, just a whole group of us. And we were just like, okay, I got to go to work. Yeah. It was a great thing I was working with a blender. Yeah. That's all I have. 
Uh, do you want to pass over that little Monty and Aldo over there? Yeah, sure, buddy. <laughs> well, you know what's great about this? Talking about the... Uh, I, like Every year when we get back from Tales, I do a show post-Tales called Tales from Tales of the Cocktail. Oh. And uh, I'm glad that we're touching on that. But I'm also very glad that uh, you know a lot's changed since last year. Um, Souther being a, a big part of the change for the radio I'm talking about the radio show yeah. here. Having Souther on as my co-host and co-pilot, uh, it's been great. Dude, I'm, it's this great is to have my it. favorite part of the week every week. Yeah, man. Me too, man. It's It, it was awesome getting to hang out with you down there. Yeah. Uh, represent Heritage Radio, represent ourselves, but then also getting to see Danny. And having you uh, in the studio no, uh, after after Tales is kind of having anyone in the studio. Having myself. Yeah. Get, <laughs> Just get, making get it here. Uh, <laughs> making it really here great. is a big, that's a hurdle. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I love Holiday Cocktail Lounge. I, I love it. Probably more than I should, or because I, I end up going there a lot uh, when I'm in the city. When I when I break away from Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. it's like it's always a stop that I make, and sometimes several times in a night. That's <laughs> a, it's centrally located. It's, yeah, it's, the, it's it's perfect. It's all only, the things we do anyway. The only downside I have about holiday right now is, on my days off, I don't want to be there because I I mean I love I love my I love my bar. Like I love the bar that I work at. I love everything about it, and I want to be there all the time. But when I'm in Brooklyn and I don't have to go to the city, I'm just like, I know everyone's going to be there, and we're going to have a lot of fun, but that L train, (laughs) that L train, or like the JMZ transfer to the F, I'm just like... Not today. You know, I mean, I don't think that's that's an unfair thing to say at all. I adore Amori Margo. It is a huge part of my beating heart. Mm Mm-hmm. But I try and not be there if I don't have to be there. Yeah, it's six blocks from my house. It's so, so I have the opposite. That's gonna be. Wor- the that's gonna be. You know, it's gonna be so much worse for you. You say to yourself, "I don't. I don't want to get on the train. I, I can be there in four yeah. minutes." Yeah, and I try to not go there on my days off. I think that keeps me fresher. Keeps my eyes better when I am there. I mean, it's yeah. always it's always a thing in the beginning when you're starting out. You have to be there, of course, all the time, man. Every but day. It's the, I think what you're kind of you're saying here, Danny, is like. It's great that you're at a point where you don't have to be there on your days off. And you know, I mean, we hired we hired an amazing team. Like even from the get go, like the the first the first team that we ever had was was on point and solid. And the team that we have now is is just as much so. Um, I think one of the things is that's kind of a, a thing that we we all really understand is that, is that when we're at our respective places or we're doing these certain things, like we're going to tails and we're going to Camp Runamuck and we're going to uh, do pop-ups around the you know around the United States and you're doing the same thing with Amore Marco yeah. as well you know yeah, where just... now we're at a we're at a point where we're always on you know there's hardly a bar that we can go to that is either owned or run by our friends or uh, things sure. of that nature that when we're in that bar we are not representing the bar we work for hmm. you know um, and they're you know, I think that's kind of the journey that I'm doing now, which is like I'm looking for a bar where I don't have to do that. But I don't, and I don't think that'll ever happen. Well, I actually, mean, I, I love that. Actually, listen, every every Sunday, if I'm in town, I find myself at Bar Goto. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that bar. It's a gorgeous in, in bar, a, and in, they in, execute in, it incredibly. In a, in kind of the way that I was just talking about, Arno's Friend Seventy Five. It's a place where I go to just. That resets me. Saturday is the last night of my work week. Sunday I'm off. I get up. I put around my house, whatever. I go to Bargoto right when they open at 5 o'clock. I sit in front of Matt Ressler. Mm-hmm. 
I have typically a beer and a shot. Yeah, I know it. Then I order. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so easy to read. Then I order, you know, the celery. Get the fucking celery. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And the, and the wings, wings. The wings are okonomiyaki or whatever, something to snack on. Mm-hmm. And I order the plum sazerac. And then I'm just, again, right with the world. So you just got to find that. And then, of course, the remainder of the evening, I try and go to other bars other than my own bar so that I can show my face and say hello and, you know, yeah. stay in touch, stay in tune. Like, you know, we can't be insular. Can't just stay at your own exactly. bar all the time. You know, and I, so think- I, would, I don't blame you in any way. You say it's a downside. I think it's the, the better part of you is to say... On my day off, I'm going to go elsewhere. Right, and right. I think I think one thing for me too, like, and mine's a very similar style. Where like Mondays are are mine and Haley's day. Like we try very hard, and it doesn't always work this way, and we have to adjust it to a certain extent depending on travel and work and things like that. Like if there's a job that's going to, you know, pay me a thousand dollars to do something, and it's like, ah, sorry, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. um, thousand bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to think, think about it. Um, but that's that's the reset day, and whether like whether she has to do her writing work or things like that, we just can hang out, make dinner, play with the dog. Um, I mean, play a video game for fuck's sake, right? You know, like just veg out and just reset that way, and then start start the week fresh of like, okay, now I'm going to be running. I think it's powerfully important for us, you know, um, and. It's it's weirdly the opposite, I think, of the you know your regular Joe nine to fiver mm-hmm. who his reset is to go out and hit right, our bars on go out and hit our bars <laughs> yeah. on the weekend exactly right. So that's great that they're out there, but I think our reset is to kind of like go a little more low key, relax, yeah, exactly. Dude, like so hard, what's, so, such a hard. Yeah, actually, I'm relax. curious what's your, what's your reset, dude. I I do laundry. Yeah. It's really relaxing, actually. <laughs> I have a Doing washer dryer laundry? in my house, so yeah, yeah, is therapeutic. Oh, it's oh, so good, me. and I'm like, it keeps me in the house. I play my guitar. Yep. Uh, hopefully, if I get time, I go on a motorcycle ride. I knew you were gonna say that, but it's, but yeah, I mean, like also, there's escapism in in getting on a motorcycle. Yeah, but entirely. I, I totally agree with you on that. But yeah, man, like you just have to find any of those things that you can do just to like reset your batteries, like you said, you know, the recharge, the reset. It's like. It's hard for us because we we love what we do and we make sure that we work really hard at it. And New York City's not a vacation town, nope. You know, so mm-hmm. like the hustle is real, man. And, yeah. And and if we didn't work so hard all the time, then we wouldn't be where we are. Yeah, and I think so. subconsciously, like when we get to that point now, as far as we've been pushing and pushing and pushing for as long. I mean, me being in New York only not even six years. I'll be six years December eighth. Um. You know, you get to that idea of pushing is the way that you live, and you just keep going. Like, and you keep going yeah. when you go on vacation. You keep like, like you say you're going on vacation, but it's not a vacation right. because you're no. like, no, I'm going to go to Chicago. I'm going to go visit like 36 different bars because I got 75 friends out there. Breweries. Exactly, I got 75 friends, and I'm, I'm and I'm there for 20 hours. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to exactly. cram this in as hard as I can. Right, I was in I was in I was in Austin for a bar institute, and I was there for 28 hours. 28 hours. And I slept four. Yeah, you know. So when <laughs> the I drink, the drinking is not my problem at, at things like Tales of the Cocktail. It's, it's the sleep. I yeah, never it's sleep. It's the sleep. You know, it's like sleep. when I landed. I mean, Travis Tober from Aviation Gin picked me up, like, and we went and met Trevor Fry and like hung out, had a had a couple of beers, and just like, you know, talked about anything, you know, um, what aviation was doing out there, or uh, you know, 
Trevor's new bar in DC coming up, his two bars in DC coming up. Um, and then going and getting ready for the gig, you know, and then getting ready for the gig, doing the gig, being tired and, you know, possibly imbibing too much. Uh, and then staying up, drink responsibly, drink responsibly. Um, (laughs) and then the legal team (laughs) and then staying and having an actual dinner after the bar was closed with the team that we just met that day and that we just went through the trenches with. And it was just like, this was incredible. I can't believe we all got to do this together. I hope to see you soon. I have to be up in four hours to catch my flight. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's all time management, man. Time management. Actually, we're actually out of time. Speaking for the of time show. management, we've actually gone over, which is awesome because, you know, the show is it's this is, this it's is especially tales, when you've got your buddies. This in. is tales post tales. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's easy to uh, keep going. And the great thing about that is that means that anytime you want to come back on the show, there's always going to be more to talk about. But speaking of uh, having dinner after shift, yeah, I'm hungry. Let's, let's get some pizza since we're out of here, Roberta's. Let's get some. Let's get some pizza. Yeah, and, then, and then actually, you guys are, yeah, you guys are going to go over to Grand Army. Then we gonna, yeah, yeah, we got it. We got to make some drinks at the Grand Army. Yeah. I do have another shirt to wear, by the way. That I, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate great. that. I really appreciate that. I would like to. I would like to think that uh, other people think that way. But <laughs> sweat is my natural habitat in the summertime of NYC. So <laughs> you look great. Cool, man. So yeah. it's, you're so, going to do a, a happy hour shift over at Grand Army starting at 5? Five? 5 to 7. Five to make, seven. make some classics, you know. Yeah. It's it's a holiday cocktail lunch, man. That place is classic as fuck. <laughs> Thanks, dude. And that's the way I feel about you, too. Aww, classic you, as fuck. You stay classy, Damon <laughs> Volte. <laughs> Likewise, Danny. Well, that's it for the speakeasy this week. Uh, really happy to have our buddy Danny Neff in the studio. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you for having I'm me. I'm Damon Volte. My name is Souther Teague. And we'll see you next week. And until then, cheers. Cheers, everybody. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The boombox is grooving that rhythm and blues that's him. It's gonna get you some in the end. Hey, what's up? This is Jack Inslee, the executive producer of Heritage Radio Network, also the host of Full Service Radio. And I want to talk to you about Brandy. Uh, I was lucky enough to visit Louisville, and we all know Kentucky is whiskey territory. However, the best thing I had to drink was Brandy. I got to visit Copper and King's Distillery, and they make pure copper pot distilled American brandy aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels, matured with rock and roll. That's right. Sonic aging. They're playing music to the barrels. The stuff is double distilled, non-chill filtered, unadulterated by bois, sugar, or caramel color. And this stuff is feisty, rambunctious, with a long, smooth finish. The stuff isn't made exactly in the style of an international brandy or a cognac. It's more along the lines of an American whiskey. I can really be honest here and tell you, I'm not just reading you an ad, I'm giving you a tip. American brandy, you're not seeing it everywhere. Copper and Kings is doing it incredibly well, and they're cool people. The distillery is full of incredible art. Like I said, they're playing rock and roll to the barrels. So again, Copper and Kings, pure copper, pot distilled, American brandy, aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels. That's copperandkings.com. Drink it neat, put it in a cocktail, sub it for your brown spirits, experiment, have fun, get funky. This stuff is awesome.